I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello there and welcome to another episode of 4 Times in a Podcast. Just before we get started, want to thank today's sponsor, who are Football Prizes. Now, as you know, we've been working with Football Prizes for a wee while now, and every week they've been giving you the opportunity to win some amazing Celtic prizes. And this week is no different. This week you can win a signed 22-23 away kit. The draw ends on Tuesday the 16th of August at half seven, and more than half of the tickets have already been sold at the time of recording, so you will need to be quick if you want to win this prize. There's printing on the back of it as well that says we never stop so if you're a fan of Ange Postacoglu's Celtic and I mean who wouldn't be then get involved in this and give yourself the chance to win this signed kit it's signed by over 20 of the first team squad so it really is a great piece to win and all you need to do is go to footballprizes.co.uk select that prize and buy your ticket ticket costs £3.95 but we can get you a wee discount on that it'll cost you a wee bit less if you use our discount which is 4 times 10 that'll get you 10% off your tickets so thanks to everybody that's used their link in the past and thanks to Football Prizes for the continued support of our podcast now we'll get on with the show Welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You'll join us on Monday the 15th of August. It's just over 24 hours since the Celts were victorious at Rugby Park in commanding fashion. They won the game 5-0. It was another opener for Kyogo, which was followed by a long-range strike from Yota. Moritz Jens got his second goal on 
the space there a week as well to make it free. This was then followed up by Carol Starfelt scoring on his return to the team and George's Jackamacus rounded it off. But Tony, for the third week running, I'm coming on. The Celts have played well, they've scored plenty of goals and they're still top of the league. What did you make of yesterday's performance? I thought they were excellent. I thought the first goal, I thought Greg Taylor was tremendous for it. The pass is just splits their defence wide open. Maida, who got a lot of unfair criticism recently, Another another assist, I think, his pace really is such a, a benefit to us in, in the pass across, and Kyogo finishes it perfectly. And um, that's what you need, because the day before, Rangers had won 4-0. There was a wee bit of pressure on us, because you, 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 want to, you want to stay top of the league at, at all points. Um, you're playing in that dodgy pitch, you know they're going to kick lumps out you. And I thought it was a perfect start, and... Kelly had a wee bit, of, a few long throws, a few set pieces after that, and then Jota just uh, absolutely incredible. He's, he, sh- he shouldn't really be playing in this league, if I've been totally honest. Um, a steal at six million, another goal for him. It was a great goal. I think people are saying the keeper should have done better, but I think for myself, I'd, I'd give Jota all the credit in the world for it. I think it's a fantastic goal. Um, he could have set made up as well. He went through. Kyogo split the defence brilliantly. Um, so at 2-0, you're really comfortable. And it's just about getting the third to go back top of the league. And we got it just before half-time. Moritz Jens scored a, an overhead kick, which is really strange for a centre-half. But I, th- I thought Kelly looked really poor, I must admit. Uh, I seen him this morning at 61 to finish bottom. I thought that was a bit of a, a large price to be... To be fair, but um, I thought they were really poor. Usually in these plastic pitches we can struggle, but that's Livy and Kelly, the last two plastic pitches, and we've scored eight goals, conceded one, which is really promising. Um, delighted for Big Starfelt as well. He finally got his first goal on his return. Um, he tried his best to fucking miss it, but he, he got there in the end, and then Jack Amakis comes off the bench, and it's a, a stunning overhead kick. But I thought we could have it more. It doesn't surprise me that we've put five past a team. I think there'll be there'll be more teams that will suffer that fate against us. We just we play the game perfectly in this country. We just attack these teams who are quite low in quality, and, and we get results. And then I think we spoke about it as well. I spoke to Ange about it at one of the press conferences. The strength and depth uh, is again for this league. If you're bringing on a badder, Jack Amakis, even Aaron Moy in the second half, and these teams are tired and it was a roasting hot day, um, you're going to get more joy out of them. So for me, five star performance, though everybody was, was superb. Um, I, I was delighted with it and to go back top of the league especially when Rangers won 4-0 I thought oh, well we probably won't be top after this weekend but we we got there and um, I think that's 10 goals scored in the first three games and one conceded so it shows I mean two completely different away performances Ross County we had to grind out the result and keep going to the end and then Kelly we had the game done after half an hour but still Never stopped, and if we go to rewards, we get more goals. So I, I just, I think it's dead exciting to watch. It's just um, you're expecting big things, and the players keep delivering. Um, all you can hope for is we go into the Hearts game with the, the same attitude, the on of pitch, and it is. I don't really see anybody stopping us. The new, I mean, I think the the real difficult game will be the third of September when we play Rangers, but. 
Um, I've said before, I don't see either side drop many points against the rest of the, rest of the, the SPFL. So this is a, one of these episodes where I need to drop off early. I'm sure my friend from Sligo will be on Twitter having a go, but um, I've got something I need to go on day. So I'll give you a prediction for Hearts. I'll say we'll win 3-0 there. I think it'll be a good performance. And I think uh, Jack and Marcus will get a hat-trick. So cheers. So great performance. And I'll see you later on. Bye. Well, there you go. As you can tell, Tony gets these charges us by the minute. Now he's worse than a prag stripper, but he's away again. But don't worry, me, Andy and Danny are here for the duration. There's a lot more to go. But Danny, I'll bring you in. It was, and I know there was a lot of calls during the week for guys like Abada and Jackie Marcus to get brought in, eh, even Starfield. But it, it was another consistent team selection for Ange, and he was very much justified. Like, again, Dyson Maida, like he like he usually does, he was very important on a plastic pitch in the game against Levy in the second half of last season. And yeah, again, he was brilliant. As as Tony mentioned, eh, the pass by Taylor's exquisite, but eh, Dyson Maida, just another great all-round performance and a great performance in general by Celtic. Would you make it? Couldn't agree more, Darren. Um, the comments on Twitter when the team was announced. <sighs> See, when we were on that run under Lennon, was it two wins in 12 or something? The comments in start starting lineup posts were probably more positive than they were on Sunday. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was a good friend of yours, Melbourne, that pointed it out, and I thought, can't be that bad. And then I went to read it. It was just constant negativity. Why is Abada not playing? Why is Jackie Marcus not playing? Why is Maeda playing? And, and has anybody watched the start? These people, have they watched the start of the season. Maeda's been one of our most important players. He's now. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think it looks as if he's never kicked a ball before, but. He's a freaky an athlete, he's a teammate's dream, he's a manager's dream. He hounds not just his own opposite marker, he hounds everybody else in the opposition team. He's constantly open at the back post for a tap in if some Jota and Kyogo and Ralston, Juranovic, etc. If they all looked up, they'd see him. Play for the first goal. I mean, Taylor's pass is brilliant, don't get me wrong, Taylor's pass is brilliant. He's another boy that's having a great start of the season. But Maeda, he's always open, he's always willing, his pace, you know, physically he's an absolute monster when it comes to it as an athlete. And at Ross County, he was at the heart of everything good about us in that first half, I think he had all the chances. He nearly scored with a terrific wee flick that he was really unlucky with. I mean, he had to go off injured and I alright, we won 3-1 and Abada scored. And don't get me wrong, I think Abada's a brilliant player as well, I've sung his praises on here and I think Jackie Marcus is a brilliant player, but... You can clearly see it's clearly working. Why the folk need it to be fixed if it's not broke? Kyogo scored first goal. Maeda played his part in it. And then you've got Jagamakis and Abada coming off the bench playing their part in Jagamakis' goal. Let's just enjoy the fact that we, we don't just have substitutions under Ange. It's a complete... It's like another wavy attack almost when he makes that triple sub. It's not just like for like. You can see there's a clear plan that goes into it and it's working and uh, I thought we were brilliant yesterday I thought we set it tone straight away for the first minute we were on it Derek Harris had come out and basically said that come on we're just going to kick us off the park and use the plastic pitch to their advantage and within you know I think five minutes we scored in the fifth minute and um, within 15 minutes it looked like it was going to be a stroll if we got that second goal and we did and then we got a third soon after and you know, the fourth and goal, I mean, Jota's goal was fucking sensational, wasn't it? And he's having a really good start of the season. Jens looks, I really like Jens. I know he scored on all he kicked, but I was more impressed with his passing into the midfield. I thought he was, I thought it was nice pace, drilled into the midfielder. Let's, normally it was McGregor, but whoever it was, and he was carrying the ball as well. He looks like a mere athletic Julian, 
Um, maybe no, he's, I know he scored two and two, but Julian was really good at attacking the ball. It came in, you know, the corners and stuff. And hopefully Jens can add that his game there. Um, Feeling daft saying two and two, but I think for a guy his height, he should go on a lot more. They end there a lot more, but brilliant player. And everybody played well. The whole team played really well. And, you know, three games into season. Three games into season, and Darren, and, you know, I, I know you'll agree with me, but we're only three games into season, and yet we're still saying we've took five off a team, yet me and you are probably the same opinion that once we get it together, we could have double that. Definitely, Danny, I, I thought we were brilliant. And just on this sort of team selection, you're right, people are just more if it's eight. See if he was changing the team every eight, people would be on saying, nah, how are you ever going to get consistency? You need the same team. Like, and the, the, the players that are staying in the team have done nothing wrong. They're, they're blown away teams already, and it's only the third competitive game of the season, and we're already looking, like, as you say, that we might hit a team for eight double figures. But I, I thought, I thought much like you said, I thought we started well. You set that tone, and as, as soon as uh, Maeda plays at any heel goal and he scores, then everything McKinney says is just ripped up because, like, I can say that I would go. Uh, kick them off the park and use the pitch, but it just completely, like, they, they're planning to stink out the whole game, Disney come to any fruition because we've took it to them, and that's the thing with Angus teams, like, they just, they will consistently attack, it doesn't matter what teams do, how they say they're going to set up, you know, there's a real unity in the team, and you can tell that everybody's bought in, and, like, I'm not touch, touch too much on Taylor, because I know we, they, they are probably in Mace podcast because we've been fans for a long time with Taylor, but I was delighted he got the Manny match yesterday and Jota gave him a great bit of recognition as well. I think, I, I just see when we things like that, I think the fact that the team, like the way Jota done that, like they just, they seem like a really great team. It's not just a team, the individuals, like I know under Lennon at times, you'd maybe have guys like Edward and Christie and who were fantastic players, but a lot of time that, Towards the end, that team just looked a bit disjointed, whereas this one is really unified towards that one, that one sort of goal. But I thought that Jota again, like, I, I, it's a great finish. The ball's moving, and then it's that Andy Walker prick on Sky. He says, "Sai, I don't know, know what to take it away from Jota." But then he went on to say how he thought that most keepers would save it, so he just took everything away from Jota. But I wouldn't expect any less from Mister Walker. But and then the I think the sort of Animation for Jens to even think about doing that. If last a second and a half doing that, it's, it's stunning and it just kills the game stone deep. Like, you're not going to have to worry about Kamala getting back in a game at that stage. And it did allow it. Like, we kept the press up in the second half and uh, delighted for Starfield, as as was mentioned. Like, he, was, he didn't get a goal last season and it was the real lack of trying. He had a lot of near, near misses, but delighted for him. It's a great way to come back uh, from his injury because it's just something that especially scoring at the Celtic end as well so I'm sure he would have loved it and then Jackie Marcus again like he just shows that he's he's willing to fight for that starting place with Kyogo and like, it's not, he's no like took the half of it and uh, threw toys at the pram with the fact that he's no had a start in the first three games but he just again he just brings he's, he's like a completely different type of threat to yeah, Kyogo and it's it's really it's exciting to see where we'll go with it because having the two available and it's going to make a massive difference obviously like the first half of last season it was pretty much uh, Jota, Abada and Kyogo and that was pretty much it like you need no disrespecting for guys like Owen Moffat and that coming off the bench but the fact we've got like you you spoke about it as Merlin substitutions it's like there's game changers we're bringing on now and it's no people that think oh maybe maybe he'll come off and make an impact you know these guys are going to come off and make an impact I thought Aaron Moy as well done well when he came on he's 
won come on the last few games, but I think he allows McGregor to get a bit more forward and he, he looks completely composed on the ball and I, th- I think there's a lot more to come for him and it's it's stunning to see and it's just Andrew's squad is getting stronger. I know he was speaking last week about hoping to get a few more in and hopefully that is the case because the, the depth we've got to know it. I actually think at this point, I think you'll probably see in a year or two that the rest of the teams in the league will probably vote to revert back to three subs just because the impact that like teams like us and probably Rangers will be able to bring off the bench. I think you'll probably see them look to get that removed. But Andy, if you anything else, what did you make it yesterday? It was as I say, it was it was a great performance. It's always very satisfying to give a Derek McInnes team a right down. Aye, hundred percent. Um as already been mentioned, it's it was in his game plan. Um we fucking hatchet men like Alan Powell and things like that in the team. It was always going to be stink the play suit, but fuck it them and Hopefully, hopefully nick a point. Um, but the way we started, that the ball for Greg Taylor made in behind, and then it just sort of set the tone for the day. Um, standard a goal, um, really, really high as well. Obviously, I'd say Starfields, but it was an impressive performance. We're absolutely rampant at times, um, as we have been, and sort of really, I think there'll be quite a few results, similar to five. Five plus for the remain for the remainder of the season. Like we'll do that to a lot of teams. I think what you're saying about depth is absolutely spot on. Um, like we'll get so much depth to the team and so much quality. Um, I mean we're still missing like Hitati and um, Welsh. I don't think Welsh was in the crowd, but like, another two players that can come in. Um, obviously Hitati was starting, but then you've got Abada, Forrest, Jackie Marcus, Moy, and Starfield come off the bench. Ralston didn't even get off um, the bench either. There's so much depth to the squad, and and it's not just depth for the sake of depth. Depth, it's quality as well. Um, I mean, we've seen the impact Abada had when he came on against Ross County at half time. Jackie Marcus obviously comes off the bench, scores. Starfield comes off the bench and scores. So it's it's a massive thing, not just having. A big, not a big squad, because it's we've, we've obviously been guilty in the past. Um, that we were under under dial, and we had about five hundred midfielders that we've been guilty of sort of quantity before. But the, the quality's there, um, and I think like you said, manager said we're still looking for two, so that's promising as well. But no, I think there's so much to take away from the way we're going about our business. I think Greg Taylor's been absolutely outstanding, um, particularly in what he's been asked today. Obviously, with the fullbacks coming inside, like. You see why the managers had faith in Taylor because he is so comfortable in the ball and he will try and make that pass. Um, I, I, as we've seen for the first goal, it was brilliant for him. Juranovic, um, I've, I've raved about enough, but like, the whole team have really sort of taken to Angie's style and what he's asking them to do. And I completely agree about what he's saying about Maeda and stuff. Like, some of the stuff people come away with is just fucking mental. And, I think it's I think it was Danny, I think it was you posted on Twitter before and it was some people just want to be seen as right at some point. So if they have a go at certain players they know when we did drop points or we had a draw or there's a wee bump in the road, they'll be the first people that say, Oh, I told you so but it's it's fucking nonsense. Like my is so key to the way that we play and it's there's so much more to the game and, and I agree there's times where he's touched lax a wee bit here and there, but uh, he, he's a vital partner. Uh, the way that we're going to play, he's going to be in the team. Um, you've seen him sets up the goal for Furiashi, probably would have had one himself if you ought to squares him. But so much good for what we did just through him. Um, and then the same, I, I get people are wanting Jack Marcus to get a start, but 
how can you drop field goal scored against Ross County, scored against today? I, I don't know why people just like moaning at times. It's a bit fucking mental with me. Um, there's always an argument and there's a way to go about it saying, oh, um, I, I would like to see irritation here and there, but it's, it's, it's the moaning and having a go at players before a ball's being kicked, which I'll never understand. Um, Big Jens as well, really happy for him to get a goal. I'm, I'm liking the look of him. So I'm at, I do agree, he's got a hint of Julian about him, but there's, he seems really, really comfy and he, he wants to come out with the ball and step up. Um, so I, I, I think we're starting to see, obviously, why we've identified him and brought him in and he seems really, really happy as well. So always a positive, same with Starfield coming off the bench. Like, there's competition and that's that's one of the biggest things to know. And I think why we're getting so many positive performances, there's so much competition out of that park. Um, and the manager's obviously said before that he's looking for players. So brilliant performance, I thought. For the most part, like, we were just outstanding. It was a standard of goal, as I said. Like, yours, yeah, you can call it the keeper, but the power he stuck in that strike was fucking ridiculous. Um, Jens for a centre-half overhead kick, Jackie Marcus overhead kick. Like, brilliant game. Um, brilliant atmosphere for, for the away fans. Like, the lot, it was, it, it was just so much positives to take and um, keeps the confidence going keeps the goals coming and, and we move into obviously a, a big game against Hearts who um, they'll just have to back a, a four-man tank and a Dundee United as well so I think it'll be a more competitive game um, in terms of I, I reckon they'll try and obviously open up a bit more than really the teams that we've, we've came up against so far um, or, or in the last couple of weeks like Kelly and Ross County so i looking forward to it Buzzing with the result, buzzing with the way we're playing at the minute, and I think we do still have another couple of years as well, which which excites me though. Definitely, that Hearts game's one I'm absolutely looking forward to. It's obviously been moved to the Sunday, which is unfortunate. I was quite enjoying the Saturday 3 pm's, but Sunday is uh, due Hearts participation in the Europa League. I know it's usually over the last few years it's been us, uh, so it's just one you have to deal with, but I'm just delighted to get back to Celtic Park and see us play. I think you make a lot of good points. I thought Maurice Jens was very good as well. I know you used to have spoke about him, but I, I think that's going to be a really interesting one to see who sort of does partner eh, Carter Vickers like, going forward. But I know we've got a lot of games, so there will be a rotation. But as I, as I mentioned, like, I think Andrew's sort of looking for a bit of consistency in his team selection. But I know Jens, eh, when Starfield actually came on, because Jens had been doing with a bit of a knock, hopefully that's nothing too serious. And obviously, as you mentioned, Stephen Welsh, he obviously scored on the first day of the season as well and uh, played well enough, so I'm sure he'll be uh, fighting for these places as well, but it'll be really, if we've got four, I know Julian's still there as well and uh, youth guys like Dane Murray, etc, but it'll be it'll be really interesting because obviously last season we were quite lucky, I know Carter Vickers and Starfield missed a few games, but in general the two of them stayed fit and performed really well, so having a few in behind them who are up to the task will definitely help our cause going forward. Uh, Danny, would you would you make a the Hearts game on Sunday? Obviously, when they came to Celtic Park and the, after the split, it was the game that Celtic all but sealed the title. It was we won convincing on the end, but I, from that day, I remember Hearts the opening five ten minutes they were brilliant and took the lead as well. And uh, it'll be a tough tie as Andy says they dispatched Dundee United quite easily. And Apart from that 95th minute goal from Martin Boyle and the Edinburgh Derby, Hearts would be sitting on maximum points as well. So it'll be a tough one coming up Sunday, what you think? Yeah, 
Ah, it'll be a tough game. I think Hearts are quite clearly the third best team in the country. Um, they've got a really good squad of players and the squad's quite balanced as well. They've got a decent goalkeeper in Craig Gordon's one of probably you know, one of the best keepers in the league. He he does have his faults, but you know, if you were to read Twitter you wouldn't think that. But that was me who was a massive fan of his when he was at Celtic. But they've got a good defence, a solid enough defence, even though they've lost Suter, they've looked as if they've got even better. Uh, I like the way Kingsley and Cochrane, I think the two of them play kind of left-back, centre-half left-back, but the two of them are good players. And you never really get it easy against Tarts, even if you do stick a few goals by them, it always is a tough game. And Sunday will be no different, but you just need to hope that they'll have one eye on the European game, return leg in the next Thursday. Um, and prioritise that over over a visit to Celtic Park, but knowing Hearts and knowing Robbie Nielsen, they'll be right up for it and no need to respond to it, but we're playing really well at the minute and if we keep it going, I can't see it another than a Celtic one eventually. Aye, as you say, they lost a few key players at the end of the season, but they do look like they will be strong again. Uh, Andy, what have you got to say about the Hearts game just before? I bring you in, I'll say that uh, if anybody's wanting a more detailed preview, then I would suggest going to our YouTube channel because our new pod teams, uh, Kieran and Brian, they've been doing really good work over there on the uh, previews of the game. They gave a real insight to the opposition and what to expect and how Celtic can combat it. And we'll have a Hearts one out later in uh, this week and you may you may even see one of us on it because we are going to be popping in just to get more familiar with the YouTube because they're, they're the two that are the experts in it for now. But Andy, I, uh, what are you expecting come Sunday? Um, as I said, look, I, I'd agree Hearts probably are the third best side in the league. And, um, to I remember last season, I would, I would need to double-check to be honest with you, but um, barring the, the game after the split, I think they were all relatively tight scoring affairs or not. Um, as I say, I would need to double check that in case one's slipped up. But they will obviously, I think confidence will be a high with him. Um, like I say, they beat Dundee United 4 1, who I actually think Dundee United have got a decent, a decent team together this year. Um, I know they took a absolute tanker in Europe, but um, I, I do think they've got a decent squad together um, for the league. And obviously, Hearts has, has gave them a going over. They've got Shankland in, who we know he's a proven scorer in the league. Um, I think he scored against Hibs, he scored against Dundee United. So, um, we, you know, if he gets a chance, he's, he's got to be fairly dangerous. And I think they'll be up for it. They'll be wanting to come and cause an upset. Um, as I say, it's they've got European football and everything they look look forward to this year. So you would, you see, you've got to sort of look at their team and confidence will be high amongst the squad. Morale probably will be high as well. I know they've got they've got that big European game as well. Um, to see if they get into Europa League, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes and sort of whether or no if they get a if they get a result or in Zurich, if they'll maybe look to sort of change their squad or change their team coming to Park Eaglet, I think it'll definitely have a bearing on it. But as I said, I think they'll be they'll be up for it. They'll come in and they'll try and cause an upset. Um, I think you'll see maybe a game than you would against like. Ross County and Kelly because well, although Hearts will it'll be the same everybody comes to the park and tries to think they play suit but they will try and get up the park at times and, and sort of play to their stems but I'm confident 
down. I think the way we're playing at the minute, we, we seem to be improving. Say the other rank, we've got another couple of gears in us. Uh, I think we're only going to get fitter, we're going to get stronger. And now we're really starting to see goals. I mean, that was five different five different goal scorers. Um, I guess Kilmarnock, there just seems to be goals out of the pitch at the minute. Um, and I think teams, as I say, there's going to be a few doings this, this season. And, and I really think that I think the crowd will be up for it as well, which will play into it. But I think especially with sort of European football now beginning to sort of come into the fold, I think the players are going to be really, really up for that. And they're all playing for places. Like they're all playing to, to get in the team. People, if you get an opportunity, as I said, like when, they, when the boys come off the bench and come on, they're, they're trying to sort of put their name in the hat to, to give into a starting position. Because um, see, there's been arguments about Abada and Jackie Marcus. Like, I just think we're so up for it in a minute, all across the pitch. Um, and it's just thrilling to watch because what they work so hard as well and the way that we go about our business and the way we play football is, it is brilliant. It's pleasing on the eye. So it's a game I'm looking forward to. As I said, crowd's always, always up for a game against Hearts and I think that'll be, that'll be good. As I said, with being a Sunday, that's... One thing they've taken away from is that it's not a sort of big day on Saturday for a lot of people, but looking forward to the game, I think it'll be a positive performance for us, and I think we got into the game with a lot of confidence and um, a lot of goals in the team, so it should be a good game. Yep, definitely, we will give our predictions at the end of this episode, but as I said, make sure to catch our YouTube uh, for a more detailed preview on the Hearts game to get you in the mood for it, that'll be out later in the week. Uh, we'll move on to transfer talk now. Danny, I'll come to you. There's just over a fortnight to go in the transfer window and as mentioned earlier, Ange says they're still looking to uh, get a few bodies in and there's also been rumours over the last week about like say Josip Juranovic etc. Uh, how do you see this Celtic squad and what sort of incomings and outgoings do you expect in the next two weeks? There's been, I'll bring somebody up, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Ross Bartley recently. I don't know how true it is, so obviously he's got to be on mega money at Chelsea but would that sort of signing be something you'd welcome itself? Uh, Barclay's the name I'd heard a couple of weeks ago. Um, thought it was just paper talk, not rubbish, but seems to have grown arms and legs over the last couple of weeks. And apparently that we're the only permanent offer he's got on the table. And that he wants out of Chelsea and Chelsea want, out, want him out permanently. So you never know. Um, on paper, it's a good signing. He's a good player. If he screws, gets it all together. But, you know, you just need to look at, like, Aaron Ramsey last year. It doesn't always work out, these kind of players. And, like, he's got to be motivated to play. Um, he's got to be motivated to come and play. He's got to be motivated to get on board and leave his ego at the door. He's not playing for Chelsea anymore. And if that was to happen, I'd be happy, though. I think he's a quality player. I think Ange could get something out of him. Um, I think he's young enough that he can still improve and as much as I think we're playing really well I, I would like to see another kind of player that could link midfield and attack. I know Turnbull's very good at it and I think O'Reilly's good at it but these are the type of players that you need a lot of. You need at least two, one or two of them on the park at all times and he would certainly be that. He can also play out wide so I know he's maybe not as effective as he is in the middle, but he's a player that can play out wide. I don't I think they're short in places, I think. Um I think they're short in some places. 
Um, I think they could be doing with another attacker, but maybe a kind of Jota type player that can play across the three, but another type of a badder. Because um, if we do get a few injuries, you might be struggling. But if the window was to shut them more, I would be satisfied enough um, with what's there. But with two, sorry, with two weeks to go, I would expect a few in. Um, I think Ange is talking about two. Um, outgoings, I don't know. I mean, they'd be, I just think they'd be so stupid to sell Juranovic with six games and you know, that will be broadcast worldwide in the Champions League. Knowing that folk will tune in because Celtic are playing at home in the Champions League and a lot of folk just love the Celtic part atmosphere and stuff. So the way to tune in and there's a high chance Rangers fans will tune in and all because we'll be playing. <laughs> Somebody off will be playing one of the best teams probably. Um, and they, that's not went well for us. So there'll be big crowds at the games. There'll be big crowds watching. All of Europe will be watching. Then he's got the World Cup to go and play at. So I I seen talk for people that twelve to fifteen million gets you on the table. I mean, twelve to fifteen million should should result in I don't know if is it is it emails or is it fax? They still use faxes with these transfer bids. They shouldn't even get through Celtic's fax machine. A fifteen million pound bid for Croatia's right back, a, a team that are selling like players. Like you look at Croatian players that are going for big money. Some of them are going for. Funny money, and they've no, they've no get his off the amount of caps as Yarovich has got, or they've no off the career that he's had. So, it's, when there's got to be such exposure on a player like Yarovich, who is shown that he's quite comfortable playing in Europe, he was one of our better players in Europa League. <laughs> to be, for folk to be so naive and think, oh, 15 million would get, you know, we could punt him for that because we'll get Ralston. It's just so short. It's one, it's absolutely fucking mental, but. Too. It's so short-sighted when he's going to be in pretty much for the next six months, constantly in view of the whole of Europe and then the world. So why should Celtic sell until at least January when, you know, all goes well? You know, even if we take a couple of downs in the Champions League, right, which is more than likely, all it takes is for him to look good. Look, Frank Pong looked good in the Europa League. We were getting done in a fucking effort and it moved. And you get Danny, up. I, th- I think when Barca hammered us that people made a Van Dyke compilation for that game when they beat us 6-1. That's true. You're right. Aye, you're right. So, you know, all he's got to do is look good and then he's going to go to the World Cup where Croatia tend to do well in these tournaments. He's, got, he's their starting right back and if they need him he can be their starting left back as well. And folk are why I punt him for 50 million. It's just ludicrous. Um, other outgoings I'd expect Johnson to finally leave and loan. I think he's been bombed out now, isn't he? Um, let me think who else McCarthy if there's an offer or if he fancies terminating his contract I'd imagine that would be for the best now I think when Moy coming in that's pretty much and we talk about and another midfielder that's probably him his tea's probably out Julian if anybody will take him probably I don't obviously Scott Bain if you can get somebody to take him Probably like a nominal fee or something. Um, I don't think Bain's got a future at a club long term. Anyway, I know he's just signed a four year contract, but I don't think he'll be a goalkeeper anytime soon. Um, else, I think that's probably about it. Um, I don't see if you let too many go. I mean, there's probably a Yeti, completely forgot about Yeti. Apparently, he was in Prague, 
Um, and yeah, he's still there. Like what's happening with him, he'll probably be on about at least 15, 20 grand a week. He's got to go uh, as well. We're talking about bringing in an Australia completely forgot him. So there are some players that need to be shifted, but we are in danger of like shifting too many. I mean, look what happened last year. He ended up playing for us in the Europa League against Betis. I think he played twice against Betis. So you need to be careful. You don't let too many go before bringing some in. But I'd expect, long-winded answer to a short question, I would expect two in and maybe three or four to go. Ah, you've done quite a good job of analysing uh, the big earners, like you mentioned, guys like Jetty and McCarthy and the Leeds and Julian, of course, but it'd be interesting to see. Andy, would, would you think the truth is where the Juranovic talk and all Croatian media sort of rubbish the links with Chelsea and Man U, but this is like, another time this summer that there's been rumours about Juranovic, is it is it purely press talk or do you think his agents maybe touting him around uh, clubs or is it just is it just rubbish? Probably the, there's whether it's been sort of scouts looking at players. I think there's, there's there must have been something at some point where he's came across a few teams, um, sort of scouting departments and and what have you, because obviously it was Atletico Madrid, then it was Man U and Chelsea, and then there's obviously big teams and big teams that pay big money and big wages, look, but that he's been sort of linked to and. There must be something there, I would assume, um, how concrete it is, or if there's ever even been a suggestion of it, I don't know. But I'm, I'm with Danny on it, the people talking about 12 and 15 million, it's just utter drivel. There's, uh, that's a complete nonsense, um, and just a, a complete underselling of the game and, and the players um, at, at the club as well. Um, but I don't think he'll go, I don't, I, I think he seems pretty switched on as well. Um, and he doesn't really look like a player that's sort of wanting out or anything like that. So I would say that he, he'll probably see he'll probably have been here. Um, I think if he does go, um, I reckon it'll be after a World Cup. Um, because Croatia are generally always pretty solid at World Cups anyway. And in tournaments, they, they usually have a decent performance. So I, I've been thinking for a while, I've said to you before, if, if, if Juranovic goes, I reckon that would be after, after the World Cup. Um, but, and I hope he does as well. I hope, I mean, ideally he'd, he'd be here until until we found somebody somebody better, which I think he'd be hard pushed to do because he's a player I really like. I think he's so effective. Um, but across the team, because I don't want to go out all the same players that like, I yeah, everything that, that Danny has, I think there's there's players who we've all been trying to go out the door. I think the problem with guys like Ajeti and Bain and things like that is they know they're probably not going to go and get the same money anywhere else. And teams aren't really wanting to buy them when they're committed to to set quite long term deals and in sort of Scott Bain's case and it's did a club take a hit on it? Do you try and get him to cancel his contract? Do you pay him off? It's obviously quite difficult across the board for these situations. I agree that I think Mikey Johnston's probably going to leave on loan or something like that and um I think you forget Liam Shaw's still obviously at the club. Um, who's another one? He was in loan at Mullow last season. Um, I don't think he's went really went anywhere or sort of been touted. And um, there's just these sort of dead wood, if you like. It's sort of bulking up the bulking up the wage bill. Um, and if you get if you sort of 
trimmed that down a wee bit, you would like to think you could get another couple in who would be better placed um, or even potentially have a bit more potential than these guys. So I think there'll be quite a few goings. I still reckon that maybe four or five will try and get get out. I think McCarthy will probably leave um, a Yeti. As I said, Liam Shaw, hope, ideally Scott Bain. Um, I think there'll be a few, but the fact that we're still looking to bring another two in is, is more what I've been focused on. I think it's it's smart. I agree that we need another midfielder um, to replace Tom Rogic, if you like, because I feel really him and O'Reilly were the, the only sort of two number 10s that we had. So I think we do need somebody to fill that void. And if anything, it'll push O'Reilly to improve. Um, obviously, he's another one that was linked with Leicester and it's you never really know, especially with a Leicester move. It's they've not, as far as I'm aware, they've not actually signed anybody this summer. So maybe it's they'll make a few late moves and they will test their resolve with a bid for them. And their board always make me fucking shake myself because you know if they get any chance of sort of turning profit, they'll take it. So he's another one. He's got so much potential and he's playing out his skin now. But if we're looking at bringing players in, I think somebody and I sort of Matt O'Reilly. Tom Rogic mould um, who, who can play that number 10 role and connect the middle to the front uh, I think that's what we, we, we will be looking at um, and then aside from that I've, I've said to you before as well I think there's probably truth in another forward thinking player whether it's a, a sort of a wide man or, or a sort of striker like a Maeda type or even an Abada um, somebody who's really direct I think we'll all be looking for somebody else like that because I mean if you looked at it at the weekend there was James Forrest and Abada on the bench there wasn't really anybody else obviously we were all sort of looking if Mikey Johnston's going to be coming out the door um, so I've thought for a while we might be looking to bring a, a younger boy in sort of 19-20 um, same way we did Zabada who can hopefully try and make an impact so I think I think there will be moves. I think we'll be pointing out, and I'm looking forward to seeing who Andrew identifies um, on the Barkley thing. He was a good player for a long enough time, and I, I trust the manager. Like, I think he's made it clear before that he speaks to players, and it's a lot. It's about personality and their desire and what they want to be and what they want to achieve in football. And he's not going to sign somebody who come up here just to sort of sit sitting on the bench and no really want to make an impact I think if if the deal was right and if the manager bought in and the player bought in then I would have full faith, full faith that it would work but I don't know how true it is I think as has been said the guy's wages will be fucking astronomical um, and I think that would be a massive stumbling block but I don't know but it does seem to be that as I said he, he sort of fits the mould for the area that I think we'll try to look for a player in um, so there might be something that there might not be. I really couldn't tell you, but um, if it happens, then I back the manager's decision if if he believes that he can get something out of him. It'll be interesting to see. There is a few weeks to go, and I accept I've got the majority of the business done early for once, but we did pull out a few in deadline day the last season, so obviously guys like Carter Vickers and Jota, so it'll be interesting to see who we bring in, because they could hopefully make as much of an impact as our previous deadline day signings did, but we are going to move on to a new segment of the show. So last week's episode was just too short, so I've decided to add some uh, a wee game show and that I'm going to host. And these two that are on me with today, the they'll join in. The game show is called Who Am I? So I'm going to pick a Celtic player, 
to give them some clues about it and whatever one jumps in first and tells me who it is, they will get a point and at the end of the season we'll see who wins the overall prize. So the way the game works, I'll give you a wee example, is if I was to tell you that my date of birth is the 20th of September 1971, that would be the first clue. If anybody was just ridiculous and maybe shared that birthday and knew who it would be, then they could jump in. So 20th, 20th of September 1971, which means this person is 50 years old. Next clue, which I think will give this example away, would be my place of birth was Sweden, Helsingborg to be precise. And other clues I would give for this player would be I joined the club from Feyenoord. I played under five Celtic managers, four were permanent, one was a caretaker, and I left the club to join Barcelona. Now, obviously, if I go to that last clue and none of these had got it, then I'd be looking for a few new presenters on here. But of course, the answer is the legend Henrik Larsson. But that's just a clue to let these two know how this game's going to work. So I've got my first player up, and I think it's a bit of a tricky one. So hopefully, they don't get it with a first clue. So Danny and Andy, you can be ready to jump in at any point. The first clue I will give you is this player's date of birth. He was born on the 29th of May in 1986, which makes him 36 years old. I'd be surprised when he's got that, so I'll move on to the next clue, which my place of birth was Winsford in England. I believe that's in the northwest of England. 36-year-old who was born in the northwest of England. I played under one Celtic manager. Next clue would be I played for England under-21s, but the Scottish national team. Chris Commons? No, not Commons. Danny Fox. Oh, fuck off. Danny's got it. It is the one and only Danny Fox. Uh, next clue is going to be that I only stayed at Celtic for six months. I joined from Coventry and left for Burnley. But Danny's got it after the Scotland. Was it the Scotland clue they gave it after playing for the England 21s? Aye. I remember him. We played once for Scotland to get 3 not away to Wales. I think it was the end of George Burley. What I remember about Danny Fox was he used to hit free kicks every week and then Never done fuck all with up here and went down south and first one he hit. Right. He it in the box and fucked it Mind in the corner. He's got a reputation as a free kick specialist. Do you know what? He actually got four caps for Scotland, which is, that, that was one of my clues as well. And he was, he played 23 times for Celtic. It was a regular free kick taker during that period, but never scored a goal. And the game, his last game for Celtic was a one each draw with Angels at Celtic Park. So that is one point for Danny for getting Danny. Which wasn't a bad guess at all, was it? It was. I, I like the logic here, but it was it was Danny Fox this time. It'll be an equally as difficult one. Well, maybe it'll know the difficulties. Danny got there after about three clues, but Danny is top of the table at the moment with one point. Right, predictions. I will go first for Celtic v Hearts. I think Celtic will win the game 3 1. I think that Kyogo will go on the score sheet, and so will Carter must be feeling left out. That's these two centre half, three centre halves, every centre half scored apart from him, isn't it? Uh, he'll get the second one and it'll be sealed by Leo Abada, who'll come off the bench. Danny, what's your prediction for the game on Sunday? I think it'll be 3 0 to Celtic, but it'll be tight. It'll be tight, but it'll be 3 0 in the end. And Kyogo will get two, and Maeda will get a well deserved goal. And Andy, you're at a round us off with predictions. Yeah, I reckon it'll be. I'm going to say 3-1. I go 3-1, I think. Um, I agree with Danny. I think it'll be quite tight. I don't think we'll score early. I reckon we'll get a goal just before half-time, really equalise, and then um, the quality will shine through and it'll be through the substitutions that that happens. Goal scorers, I'm going to say Matt O'Reilly, Abada and Jack Marcus. Right, some very positive predictions again, so hopefully that is the 
case and we'll be back next week to discuss the game and look forward to the game after that as well which I think might be Canadice but I could be wrong but aye that'll do us for this week we will be back next week but as I say make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube and turn notifications on and you will be able to see some more Poddims content over there uh, towards the end of the week but aye if you've made it this far thanks very much for listening and we will speak to you next week cheers catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.